Hello and welcome to another edition of the Formula One Fans UK podcast. I'm Reese, and I'm joined today to review Alfa Romeo and preview their 2022 season by... Danny! Who has... Well, he's drawn the short straw with me here. It's not the greatest team to review, but hopefully we'll have some, some fun doing it. Um, happy we're, New Year we're the to smartest you team. Let's put this out there. Let's put this out there for the other guys. We're the smartest team. All right, let's put that out there. We are. We are the smart ones who can grind blood from the stone that is Alfa Romeo's 2021 season. Oh. <laughs> uh, first of all, Happy New Year to you all. Um, Thank you. Happy New Year. We know it's our first show of 2022, so related Happy New Year there. Danny, did you have fun? Did you celebrate? Did you shoot off your AR-15s and shoot storm the capital or anything like that? Or did you have a quiet one? Oh, man, that would have been epic, right? But uh, no, I would have been on like FBI's list. No, I had a very subtle New Year's. Just had uh, my brother over. Had a couple drinks, nothing too crazy. I just had a relaxing time at home. I was responsible, a responsible American for a New Year. Uh, I can be proud of that. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. I, I wish you guys Happy New Year's at 7 o'clock my time, which would have been 12 your time. So I was yeah. pretty I was pretty punctual there. Further stating the point that we are the smartest pair here. Yeah, yeah, I do stuff like that. Danny understand, understands time difference, and he knows that Europe is not a country. No matter what they tell you. No matter what they tell you in geography class. <laughs> um, we'll get on to the F1. Um, Kimi Raikkonen, um, he's of course called it a day. Probably a smart move. It looked like he was not too fast by anything. <laughs> no. Uh, what, what do you make of his season? Um, he just had, oh, he just dragged that season. It doesn't help that the Alpha car wasn't any good. They really didn't do that many upgrades to it. But, um, he just had a very, uh, it was a back-of-the-pack season for him. It's a shame. World champion, the last Ferrari world champion, is just kind of wallowing back there in 16th, 17th place. Um, you know, did have a couple bright spots, but, um, you know, I'm just glad that we got to see Kimi Raikkonen wrap up his career in his way. Um, and, um, you know, he's a legend a of the sport. spectacular brake failure and limping home to the pits? Or? Yeah, that was kind of lame, but, you know, he still, he was still, you know, he... At that point, I felt like he did more fan service. Um, you know, he wasn't, he really had no reason to race in 2021. He could have retired and even before Alpha. So, you know, as as a fan, I, and, and uh, I appreciate Kimmy and, and, you know, his, obviously as many highlights that he has and many great moments, funny moments. Um, and he'll be known as a, a really super talented racer and, um, you know, some somebody that provided us great entertainment um, as well. Yeah, and on Giovinazzi quickly, his season. Um, the Italian Jesus, <laughs> as we, we like to call him. Um, you know, you saw him turn it on at the end of the season. He he had some several Q3 appearances, actually. Um, but it's kind of a little too late at that point. Um, and... Uh, he will be in uh, Formula E next year. We, you know, all the Giovinazzi fans out there, you can still catch him racing single seaters. Um, he will be in Formula E, and and He's for the three of the people that watch him, is he not also a reserve for Ferrari? 
an alpha. Yeah, he's days? yeah. Well, yeah, he's yeah, he still does that. You're right. Um, alongside Mick, uh, mm. but um, yeah. Okay, so before we get fully into Alpha and Mayo, uh, we will do the news. All right. Because, yeah, there's there's Formula One news again. Um, Aston Martin has announced that Formula One team principal Otmar Zafnar. Did I pronounce that correctly? Zafnar, yeah. Yes, two for two. Two for two in pronunciations. Romanian-American, yeah. He's left the team anyway. Um, because I don't feel confident in pronouncing his name correctly twice in a row, I am going to go and proceed by calling him Otto. So, yeah, Otto <laughs> Otto has left Aston Martin, um, heavily linked with, of course, going to Alpine. Do you see it as a good move if he goes there? Well, that, that would be a great team to go to. Uh, they, he's familiar with Esteban Ocon, first of all. Um, and Ocon seems to be like their future in a way, um, kind of. Uh, and, um, you know, obviously Alonso's there, but... Alpine have better resources um, than for Cindia. Now that Aston Martin's there, the resources have changed. But it would be a great fit, I feel like. It would be a really, really good fit. But to be honest, I, I want to add this about um, Safnauer. I'm, I feel like this past year, him and Stroll, I think there was like a, a one-year test a test run, see if they can work out together. And I think Omar probably did the best thing of leaving that team. I don't think it would ever work out. Force India, as we have known from 2009 till 2000, whatever, 17, 16, they were a team that used very little. They had limited resources, um, limited parts. You know, their drivers were obviously weren't the top flight drivers, but they always, always, overachieved um and he was a good part of that um be able to get as much resource out of able to do more with the resources that they have and i don't think him and Stroll would have worked out in the long run and i think it's a smart move for him to leave and and um you know we'll see how well he does yeah the other formula one news is um film industry insiders have tipped apple to to have won the race to produce an upcoming Formula One themed movie starring Brad Pitt. Um, not a clue what it's going to be about. Um, just know Brad Pitt's in it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be based on anything that's happened, if it's going to be completely fictional. Yeah. Uh, or it's. All I would say is if you want to get a feel for playing, having someone play Michael Massey in it, who is so unliked <laughs> unanimously. <laughs> You can only really cast Amber Heard in that role. Oh, um, <laughs> oh man! First female uh, race director and just gets booed out. Well, it should be perfect for Michael Massey because she's a word that's very strong, and would result in me using a swear jar, so I won't say it. Mm-hmm. I I can't. But um, what do you think? Do you think the something good can can come out of that? Well. Uh, I mean, it can't be as over-dramatized as Drive to Survive, so should be interesting. I mean, I think Jerry Buckheimer is leading the project, and Jerry Buckheimer. I like Top. I like Top Gun. Uh, he also did Days of Thunder, which was which is really, really good. good. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I don't think a Formula One film can ever come and top what Rush was. Um, yeah, I was going to say that's the that's the 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 pinnacle. Yeah. Uh, all I hope is that Brad Pitt makes a better F1 driver than Sasha Baron Cohen did in <laughs> Talladega Nights. Oh, are you kidding me? That was great. <laughs> and it has to be it's better like, than Driven. That's true. Uh, for those wondering what the silence is, Danny's daughter has walked into the room and I am now really having to watch my language. <laughs> oh, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Okay. So we'll use that break to uh, move on swiftly to Alfa Romeo, or back onto Alfa Romeo, just to compare their drivers from last season with the head-to-heads. Giovinazzi had the three points compared to Raikkonen's ten. Uh, in the race, Raikkonen had 10 better results than Giovinazzi, compared to his 8. Uh, but Giovinazzi had qualified Raikkonen 13-7. to The best result they had, though, uh, Kimi Raikkonen 8th twice, and Giovinazzi's best result was ninth. If you were to pick a positive from Giovinazzi's season, what would it be? What would your one high point of his season be? I feel for him, for Giovinazzi, was his... Um his uh qualifying appearance he when he made q3 was it in saudi arabia Qatar, or, saudi or Qatar? why the middle eastern races yeah yeah he um yeah that one and then he finished that up in saudi arabia he finished that up with the ninth place so i feel like that was like his complete his complete weekend of his year um again it was just very inconsistent the car wasn't great um yeah he qu- qualified 10th he qualified. He was in Q three. He beat Ricardo for for that. He, he beat his own teammate Alonso, and um and Mr. Saturday Russell that on that Saturday. So that was his highlight uh, for Giovinazzi. But a little yeah. too late. Yeah, I, I got a great thing. As the season went for Giovinazzi, that was the absolute high point. Um, that and this time he didn't have the most embarrassing crash of the season. That's always a. Uh, <laughs> he always has seems to have one of those "What are you doing, Antonio?" moments, but he he seems to really avoid those this season. I think. Yeah. Um. He just he was just underwhelming rather than bad. He, he had I some good um, opening laps. He he did have some really good opening laps. Oh, he had some good opening laps. He's always been yeah. good in the opening lap, and that should serve him yeah. well in Formula E. Oh yeah. Um, as everyone around him crashes due to lack of talent. <laughs> like a talent and lack of space that always bugs me about Formula E. Yeah, there's no space. That's true. It is all street circuits, um, and yet they had a better race in Monaco than Formula One did. So let's not talk too much about e. that. Yikes! Um, uh, the absolute high point. What's your biggest positive for Kimi Raikkonen this season? Boah. <laughs> I was trying to do a boy. I don't know where to start. Whoa. I don't know where to start this year. You know, uh, Alfa Romeo didn't have a great season, and um, again, nothing much really from him. Um, that uh, that was it. The eighth place in Russia he had this year was it eighth, eighth or ninth? 
Yeah, t- this year wasn't. There's just not too many highs. Yeah. His his high was um going on Drive to Survive and saying pretty much this is a hobby to him. That was his high. Yeah, I think for Kimmy that that was probably it. He, he didn't really get. I I think for Kimmy his positive is the positive is that he got through the season, um, and he didn't really do anything to tarnish. The driver he was, no one's gone. Oh, Kimi Räikkönen! No, he stayed around for one season too many or whatever. I think, yeah. I think this was the the time for him to go. I think he timed that well. I think everyone would have been disappointed if he had left last season. Yeah. So, I'm glad that Kimi's given us this one extra season, and I look forward to seeing him run for president wherever. <laughs> yeah, right. I I can be his uh, his spokesperson. If you go to our shop, you will see the Kimmy for President uh, sweater. We have and if, you wear, if you buy one, make you very happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could definitely see him. I could still see him in sport. Not normal racing, normal driving, but managing. Similar to like Mika did. After when he left, he was behind a lot of, um, you know, behind a lot of drivers. Kiki Rosberg, yeah. big example, um, also finished who managed Mika's career, then Mika did the same thing when kind of when Kimi was around and was able to get Kimi and that McLaren in 2002. Um, I, I can see that happening. Um, you know, I know that, that it doesn't seem like a lot of talent is coming in from Finland, but I think there's going to be a turnover with Valtteri and Kimi kind of finishing their, their career. We might see another Finnish driver after that, most definitely. Yeah. So moving on from the positives to the absolute low points... What was your low point of Giovinazzi's season? Um, I was just, I was getting ready to say Kimi, but no, this year Giovinazzi is low. Just the whole, I'm not to mean be so bad, but his whole season, he consistently had <laughs> twelve places, fifteenth, fifteenth, fifteenth. You know, he consistently had those places, um, either through bad strategy calls throughout the year, or you know, or him his car not delivering what he wanted to. Um, his worst result was in Russia, where he ended up in 16th, but his his worst result outside of the retirement in Abu Dhabi was Russia. Um, yeah. But yeah, just kind of like a season to forget and time for him to retire. Or time to go to FE. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, his low point had to be that tweet he sent out. And then everyone sort of had sympathy for him. And then his boss sort of publicly shamed him for it when he said how when Formula One went because about money, it can be brutal. Uh, and he, yeah, he was publicly shamed for that by Vassil, who pretty much said, if you were faster, we would have kept you. Yeah, but he, he says that, and I guess to play, play, play it off, but could we really have seen Giovinazzi in that Alfa Romeo next year? Not really. Not really, yeah. Um, we've... Raikkonen, what was your what was your low point for him? Um, what was his low point? You know, I'm just looking at his seat, his races this year. You know, he's pretty consistent at the beginning of the year. He did have a retirement in Portugal, 17th place in France, 18th place in Belgium, which was kind of a farce of a race. Um, somebody got free points there to help him out win something special, but we won't go there. Um, you know. Just two retirements, really, for him. I think for me, 
Kimi's low point was that he didn't get to finish that last race. As much as he was ready to get out of there, I think it would have been nice if he got to finish that last race and do some donuts. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, I know what was going... You know, the celebrations were kind of missed upon, you know, all over the place. Um, we did see, get to see some good donuts at, at Abu Dhabi, but the focus was what would just happen at the end. But... Um, yeah, I didn't get to see any. Yes. Uh, whilst you may be missing your donuts, one thing you can be sure you won't be missing is 3D printed track wall art. And that is by heading to the website of show sponsor Apex Tracks. Yes, we always find a way to get this sponsorship in. And today is no different. Uh, we're very grateful for them. And that's why we encourage you for all your 3D printed track wall art needs to head to apextracks.com. That's A P E X. T-R-A-X-S dot com. And now moving on to preview next season, we start with Valtteri Bottas. What are your expectations for Valtteri Bottas next season, Danny? Mm. You know, what he's going to be the same driver that he was, but in in in, in, fear, I mean, um, in less machinery, you know. Uh, it's just going to be a quiet season from him. I see him working out this contract and kind of leaving the team after that. We might get a nice surprise with the regulation changes. He is a very talented driver. He can beat Hamilton on his day. He can he can match Hamilton well, and he did um, the, the all that his tenure at Mercedes. Um, but you know, hopefully, he turns into the leader that he wants to become and and is able to to pull Alfa Romeo out of the back marker and uh, you know. At least to be a, a front of the middle running team, um, but um, you know, it's good to me, see me. that he's still on the grid. Though I'll, I'll say that I'm I'm glad that he's still on the grid because he is very talented. He's a really good driver. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. He deserves to be on the grid, and I'm glad he still is. For me, he, my expectation for Bottas is he's got to have a vessel-like season. I mean, it doesn't matter if he has a bit of a shaky start, but he needs to find his feet in the midfield. And get his racecraft back. Because I think we all thought Vettel had lost his when leaving Ferrari. Um, but we've all seen that with his most overtakes last season. That he's got his mojo back. And I think that's the expectation for Valtteri Bottas. Is that he recovers any mojo he lost through being that solid number two driver. And now having the chance to lead a team. Yeah. Yeah, but I, 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 see, um, I see Bottas probably taking... He can probably take over like the David Coulthard kind of label, you know, a second driver in McLaren, then went to Red Bull and, and led that team there, led a, a young team. Um, you know, if Alfa Romeo they're able to invest in their team more, and now that we're seeing the Formula One's becoming a little more um, uh, affordable for these, if that's a good word to say, for these companies and these teams. Um, you know, it'd be nice to see a, another Red Bull kind of story with with Alfa Romeo and having Valtteri in there kind of take what he has learned from Mercedes, take take the leadership that you learn and implement that to that team. And driver number two for Alfa Romeo next season is Guan Yu Zhou. Oh, you said it really good. I I could not say it. <laughs> Look at that. Look, free for free on pronunciation. We are off to a fire with a, a fire, a, a flyer. Wow, well, pronunciation's gone Right back down to rock bottom there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Guan Yu Zhou 
is the second driver for Alpine next season. Juan Yuzhou is the second driver for Alfa Romeo next season. I I think he'll do well, but I think his his challenge is going to be shaking off these people who go, why did you not give it to Piastri? Why yeah. didn't you bring in... Because, of course, they are both Alpine juniors, and Friedrich Vasseur had free choice of driver. Um, I think Guan Yu Zhou's got to got to come on or come into the sport, and he's got to be able to compete with the likes. It say the the field le- levels out a bit. He's got to be able to compete with the likes of Latifi, of Mazepin, of Schumacher. He's got to be able to compete with those, and and Sonoda as well. He's got to be able to compete with the less experienced drivers in Formula One, and show that he has a place where he belongs, and that he's not just there to provide a payday to half the team. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He he's to um he kind of has to ignore all that uh, that talk of being a pay driver. You know, yeah, that's one of those necessary things we need in Formula One. I'll always defend a pay driver um, if they have some kind of talent. Um, so yeah, we really can't get too worked out over that. But um, he needs to not let that get into his head. He needs to just. Um, take the lead. Valtteri could be a potentially really good teacher, you know. Him, he can learn from him well, and and um, you know, his job will be not to make mistakes in that car and and just finish with solid results. Don't overdrive. And um, you, we saw with Sonoda this year, he kind of overdrove a bit, and he, he's made a lot of mistakes. Um, he, he bought into his hype, I guess, and 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 uh, Zhu needs to just. Just drive his race and take it easy. He'll have good results. He's obviously talented. Yeah, I agree with that. I think a lot of it's going to lean on the cars and these new regulations. Uh, so with that, with the regulation change, what is the bare minimum that qualifies as success for Alfa Romeo next season? They finished um, ninth this year, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they were... A success for them should be um, finish with more points. The The thing with Williams, Williams scored points in bunches uh, this past season, and that helped them get ahead of, uh, of Alpha. You know, Williams, um, Russell's podium in, in Belgium definitely helped him out, jump over, jump ahead of them. Because um, Alpha Romeo did have, you know, Consistent results, but they were in the back of the pack. I think they need to make that push to fight consistently for the points for the tenth spot, the tenth spot, um, the eleventh spot, and um, if they do that, that'll be a, um, a successful year. But if they stay wallowing in the back and they're just qualifying ahead of Haas in every track and in every sort of track, you know, then that'll be a failure in their part. So yeah. score points, Alpha, please. Points, even if it's low points, on a regular basis, really. Yeah. I think the other thing that they need to do for it to be classed as a successful year is the two drivers that have been brought in by Friedrich Vasseur, this is the first time in a long time he has had choice over what drivers he puts into for, into his Formula 1 team. Yeah. Uh, he's not being forced to take a Ferrari Junior. He's not stuck having to keep a certain like keep certain drivers on board yeah with this freedom of choice 
his two drivers that he's picked, they need to justify that decision. They need to be the ones who silence any words of, oh, well, why isn't Piastri in this car? Or why didn't you keep Giovinazzi? They, they can't afford for those questions to be a thing. Uh, of course, those questions will will always come. That, that's the nature of Formula 1. If you have one or two bad races, that will happen. But at the end of the season, those drivers need to have justified the selection that Vasseur has made. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You hit it up. You hit that right. Um, yeah, because if you think about it, they've had Giovinazzi, um, Raikkonen, uh, but then they also had before that Marcus Ericsson was in a team, uh, Leclerc. Um, he was a Ferrari Pascal junior. Pascal Verline. Yeah, Verline. Yeah, Verline. So, yeah, this is um this is a totally different team. They have a big name driver in Botas, um, and they got the money with the with the zoo. Uh, so this is guys. We'll see. What, we'll see what comes of it. They just got to score points. They just got to stay consistent in the tenth, eleventh. Botas needs to raise his uh, his uh, his uh, close racing. He needs to close the door a little better. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't care who, which one of those two scores points, but just get to tenth place at least. You know that'll be that. I'll get you points consistently. Will get you a good result. Yeah, he needs to he needs to be feisty. Yeah, definitely. Because that car is not going to qualify Q three, unless G- we don't. Well, we don't know. It could. They could fall into they could it fall could into be. the Red Bull category and go, yeah. and go from a team that in two thousand and eight was struggling for points and two thousand nine was fighting for the title. Yeah, well, that was uh, the story of Honda Braun. Well, so there you go. The the sky is Honda Braun and the floor is your worst than Hass. HRT. So HRT. Yeah, don't don't become HRT or. Hispanic Virgin Racing Manor or Hispanic, yeah, whatever they call it. HRT yeah, I mean, is the bars. <laughs> this this could go either way next season for any team. I mean, there'll be teams you don't expect to fall off to the bottom of the pack, but there are teams that who were at the bottom of the pack who could make a big leap, yeah, if they get it right. Um, so with that, I think we'll wrap up our review of Alfa Romeo slash preview of Alfa Romeo. Until next time, uh, if you've enjoyed his hearing what you've heard then head to the link in our bio of this podcast and connect with us on discord facebook twitter instagram and hopefully we'll hear from you soon until then thanks for listening goodbye goodbye everybody <laughs>